Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur looking to take your business skills to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Enterprise Now Show. Prepare to be inspired, motivated, and transformed. And now, your host, LZ Flinnard. Can I get a oh yeah? What's up, Enterprisers? Welcome to episode 104 of the Enterprise Now podcast where we educate, motivate, inspire, and transform business owners and entrepreneurs into success. That is what we do. We help folks launch, grow, and maximize. In this episode, I talk with Ellen Gendelman. Ellen is a wife, a mother, sister, mother-in-law, grandmother, aunt, teacher, principal, therapist, coach, and matchmaker. She focuses on the close connections that make life meaningful. We talk about how important it is to connect with people on life's journey. We also talk through perspective and how having a proper perspective can change your life and business. All right, let's dig in. All right, Ellen, can I get an oh yeah? You sure can. Oh yeah. Perfect. First of all, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time out to share your knowledge and experience with myself and the enterprisers. I understand that you're very busy and you have a lot of things to do. So the fact that you're taking the time out to talk with us is very much appreciated. Well, it's my pleasure. And I really appreciate your taking the time to interview me and spend time with me. So the first thing that I always like to ask my guests right off the bat is to tell us about themselves. Now, when I say that, I mean, feel free to go all the way back to the day you were born, or you can start more current day. Tell us about yourself. (laughs) Sure. Well, first of all, watch how you say all the way back. Who says it's all the way back anyway? (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'm going to start with a life experience that really shaped me and directed my footsteps in life. So when I was a little girl of seven, my father died. It was a very quick illness. It was cancer. And we were left alone, two little girls with my mother who raised us. I think that missing my father and learning early that life is not forever, becoming more sensitive, hopefully more compassionate. And trying to just make sense out of life and purpose started with me much earlier than girls or boys who live, shall we say, if there is such a thing, a more typical life where their worry is if they can get another toy or another Game Boy or whatever it is that's on their wish list. And I think that now, both in terms of my passions or relationships, which my mother told us that even if she knew she would only be married to my father for nine years, she would have done it again 
So my awareness that a healthy and secure relationship is everything, and it even transcends life itself, and my sense of filling my time, which nobody ever knows how long it will be, with purposeful activity that makes a difference, was ingrained in me from an early age. Wow, that we could probably do an entire seminar on what you just said in terms of no one knowing how long really anything is going to be, our lives, relationships, whatever the case may be. Everything that starts has already begun to end. And having that perspective and understanding that is huge. Exactly. It really is. It's huge. It's frightening. It's sobering. And it's motivating at the same time. Because I think if I didn't have that awareness and I just thought I had forever, I just wouldn't be as ambitious to really want to fill my potential and make a difference and do what I can when I can. Now, Ellen, let's take a step back quick and learn a little bit more about you. What's your favorite thing to do? What's my favorite thing to do is actually a really hard question, but I'm going to answer you and tell you that in a way I'm doing it right now. I love connecting with people. I feel that, and of course, with people that are closest to me in my inner circle, my husband, my children, my grandchildren, just gave you a clue there of all the way back, didn't I? Um, <laughs> <laughs> connecting with people, sharing with people, learning from people, giving to people. I just can't think of anything that's more exciting. And all of my work has actually involved doing what I love, which I feel so grateful for. I've been a teacher. I've been a principal for years and went back to school and became a therapist. And I do that full time. I also do matchmaking. So whichever way you slice it, it's people. Wow, that is incredible insight. I can already tell that you're extremely happy and fulfilled. Number one, because you have that perspective. Number two is because you get what it's all about. We talk about life. We talk about business. It's all about people. It's all about people. We were talking a little bit before we start hit record here about how I'm passionate about meeting amazing and cool people. And I struck gold here. I have met an amazing, amazing person. So I'm even more excited now. Ah, thank you. That is very, <laughs> very kind. <laughs> now, if you had to identify one thing, what would you say your superpower was? Right. Can you reword that for me a little bit? When you ask me about my superpower, you asking me what I think is my special strength or energy that I bring into the world? Yes. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was who I respect as my superpower. So I just wanted to make sure I'm taking it the way you intended. So I think my superpower, and I did give some thought to this, is my desire to continue growing. I was once in a counseling class, actually more than once, but I'm going to give you an example from once. I was in a class and the professor asked, who here is self-actualized? One woman who was next to me at the time, somewhere between her mid-50s or mid-60s, raised her hand and said, I'm self-actualized. And I remember at the time, and I guess I can feel a little bit guilty about this because I really believe in working on myself and attempting not to be judgmental, but I'm going to be brutally honest. 
I had a physical reaction of nauseousness and as well together with an emotional reaction. And I felt terrible for her at the same time because I thought to myself, if we think we've reached a ceiling while we're still alive and there's no more room for improvement for me, for my character, for my work with people, for my growth, for my realization, what am I doing here? And so I think that desire to grow and to move is part and parcel of my superpower. And I hope to never be self-actualized as long as I'm alive. Let's take a quick break from this awesome conversation for a quick message from our sponsor. Seems everyone is podcasting these days. But if you want to do it right and stand out from the crowd, you need to contact Enterprise Now. E-Now Podcast Solutions is second to none in providing best-in-class customer service and delivering top-quality podcast production. Podcast editing can be time-consuming and tedious. You're a podcaster. That's what you do best. Let us do the dirty work for you. Besides, it's what we do best. Then all you have to do is your awesome show. We can help with basic editing, mixing, promotion, delivery, tagging, and pro editing. Whatever you need, we can do it for you. Check us out and see all the ways we can make your podcast sound amazing and professional. Visit enterprise-now.biz slash production. Said in a different way, I want to die empty. I don't want any of the dreams, the goals, the visions, missions, any of that stuff to die with me, right? They say that one of the most popular places for dreams and visions is the graveyard. I don't want that to be my story. I want to get it all out. Exactly. Exactly. And then we're always alive in a way because the impact that we make is generational. It's kind of like when I'm privileged to make a match and take a couple from the first date and then they choose to get married and they're at the wedding canopy and then they have children and those children have children. There's certain impacts that's just generational and that's priceless. Wow. That's the only comment I can come up with after that. I mean, that's really, really good stuff. So given that, how do you overcome challenges? Okay. Well, I think what we answered to that one also applies to this one, but I won't be cheap. I'll give you another answer too. (laughs) Meaning (laughs) as long as we are willing to grow, then that gives us the superpower to know that we can overcome because we're changing and we're improving. But at the same time, I try to keep mentors in my life, people that are models for me, of what I'm striving to be, of who I can learn from. Perhaps I also do a lot of reading. I do pray. I pray a lot. And I believe that life is here. I'm here for a purpose and everything has a purpose. And often, if I'm in that situation, then in some way, it's designed for me to grow, even if it seems to hurt. And I find this so interesting with so many people that I speak to, that if the end people to look back at their life and locate an experience or a time that they feel changed them the most, changed, transformed them the most, impacted them the most. Usually they give an example of a hard challenge because when everything seems fine, we don't have to flex our muscles. And then we look back and say, wow, I climbed a mountain that I never even thought I could climb. Wow. This next question sometimes throws people off, but I'm going to throw it your way. 
because I'm always interested in the answer that people give. If you could meet anyone in the world, who would it be and what would you say to them? Okay, this might surprise you. I thought about this a lot and I could give you a list easier than narrowing it down to one, but I'm going to narrow down to one. Okay. And I'm going to tell you that if I could meet one person, I would like to meet my ideal self. And I would like to have a conversation with her and get her guidance to make sure that I can use every bit of my brain, my talent, my energy, and not attempt to be a cheap imitation of somebody else, but truly become the best me that I can. Hmm. That is a different answer than I have ever gotten. I dare to be different, right? (laughs) (laughs) All right, Ellen. So we've heard a little bit about your story, how you got to where you are. We learned your favorite thing to do, your superpower, how you overcome challenges, who you would meet, all that good stuff. Tell us a little bit about your business. What do you do? Sure. Okay. What do I do? I don't spend enough time cleaning my house. I'm too busy doing the things I love, but that's not what you asked, right? (laughs) (laughs) What do I do? I'm a therapist, a psychotherapist in private practice. I have, thank God, a very busy and varied practice. I see children from the age of six and up. I see couples, which is a passion because it goes right back to the relationship. And I work individuals. So that's really what keeps me busy. I also give webinars and I speak and I do some consultation, often a lot of parenting consultation and school-related consultation due to my school background. So between all of that, it keeps me out of trouble. Gotcha. Now, do you have any special project that you're working on right now that you want to tell folks about? Sure. May I tell them about my recent book? Of course. Okay. So I wrote a book on relationships because there's a certain amount of people you can see face-to-face amounts of slots in a week and still stand up and be vertical and have energy to give to each person. But when you put a book out, it's unlimited. So my book is called When Ice Cream is Not Enough, and it's available on Amazon. And it's stories that nurture loving relationships. What's unique about this book is it discusses common conflicts between parents and children, spouses, employer-employee, acquaintances, friends, and it tells the story from both perspectives. There's no conclusion because the important part of it is that once we truly put our heads in another person's headspace, once we truly attempt to understand the world and the experience the way they did, often the intensity of the anger diminishes. And then from that space, we're in a much healthier place to resolve. And it also gives us some internal compassion when we understand that, of course, it makes sense to feel upset when we feel hurt or we feel slighted. We understand ourselves, and we understand the other person. So that is the purpose for my book, and it's written in a light way, but there's a lot underneath the lightness. Awesome, awesome. So kind of wrapping things up, 
give the enterprisers an actionable step or tip to improve their lives or businesses today? Okay, sure. I think a common denominator I found that keeps people suffering emotionally is toxic self-criticism. Actually, I don't know how this was researched. You kind of wonder sometimes when you hear statistics because the researchers don't go in all of our heads. But apparently, the amount of time that we all spend putting ourselves down in ways that most of us wouldn't speak to anybody else. You, Klutz, that was stupid. I can't believe you did that. You messed up again. You look horrible, all looking in the mirror and pointing at ourselves. And I think if there's one point I can make is that if we would treat ourselves with respect, with self-compassion, understand we're human, we will mess up, we will get it wrong, but we can learn and we can do better if we give ourselves that understanding that we need, because from that place, it's so much healthier than shaming ourselves. And I don't know about you. But I don't know very many people who became better because they were shamed and called names and verbally abused. So that would be one major point that I would invite your listeners to consider. So if folks want to reach out to you and connect with you, how can they do that? If folks want to reach out, they can either do by email at awindowwithin at gmail.com or They could reach out to me on Facebook at Ellen Gendelman, a window within. Alternatively, they can call 248-915-9122. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Ellen, for taking the time out to share your experience and your wisdom with us. We certainly do appreciate it. It's my pleasure. And I really appreciate your enthusiastic appreciation as well. (laughs) It made it a really fun and pleasant experience. Well, I do try my best. So thank you for saying that. Enterprisers, I know I say this every week, but I say it because it's true. Yet another awesome conversation with another awesome individual who has golden nuggets, as I call them, and perspective. Wow, perspective. Guys, thank you so much for supporting what we do because I cannot do what I do without you guys. So for that, from the bottom of my heart, thank you guys so, so, so much. Don't forget to head on out to the website and get the three P's to empowerment worksheet. I want you operating from your awesome zone because then you're going to rock it and you're going to kill. You're going to just obliterate any goal that you have in life. So head on out, download that. Let me know how that's going for you. And until next week, you guys be encouraged. We'll talk to you soon. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.